Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. so happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message about what's in it for me to the pulpit on September 28, 1969. Scripture was from the book of Matthew, the 20th chapter, the 16th verse, which says, So the last will be first, and the first last. So what's in it for me? Now, it was Peter who bluntly asked, what's in it for me? And that was in Matthew, the 19th chapter, in the 27th verse. And it says, then Peter said in reply, lo, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? So here's the old question. What's in it for me? You know, Jesus was pretty patient and he was kind. And he normally gave, and he certainly did in this case, a satisfactory answer to Peter. Now, first... Jesus told Peter of all the eternal rewards, the rewards beyond this life and the exaltation of the saints with Jesus in glory. And Jesus wanted the disciples to know that they would receive much for their faithfulness. People that worked with Christ would receive a hundredfold in return and inherit eternal life. But then he made his famous statement, the one we're just talking about. So the last will be first and the first will be last. Now, that ultimate reversal of man-made positions. Now, this statement raised the eyebrows of the disciples. It was hard for them to understand, hard for us to understand today. Now, there's a story of a king, a king who built a great temple, and he did it. He did it so that he could receive an honor for the gift. And when he saw the temple was built and he went and he looked at this wonderful building, he found on it the name of an unknown woman. Now, He sent some people out, and they found out who she was, and they found out that she lived near the temple. But she had not inscribed her own name on the temple, and she had no ambitions to fame. She'd really done nothing, nothing to help in the building, except that one day she'd taken pity on the oxen who were working to haul the stone and then fed them some hay. She was an obscure hero for the buildings of that temple. So how many obscure heroes will be discovered on Judgment Day? You know, the disciples did not understand what was meant by the statement. Many that first will be last and the last first. So Jesus told another story. This was the parable of the laborers and the hours. Now, in this story, all the laborers are paid the same regardless of the hours worked. And when I say the same, I mean a daily rate that was paid each day. And whether they worked 12 hours or whether they worked one hour. Now, of course, the men who worked 12 hours were upset that the people that worked one hour received the same pay that they did. And so we have to remember that Jesus, well, he doesn't tell a parable just to entertain us. He tells it to teach us a lesson. And in this case, the the employer is thinking of the workman's needs. The fact that each of the workmen, regardless of how many hours they worked, They still needed to have some money to be able to put food on the table to put a roof over their family's head. 
and the faithful employee, well, they should receive a bonus if they work the 12 hours rather than one. That's what they thought. Now, what the parable is really teaching is the free grace of the Lord. In this simple little story, Jesus was trying to explain God's reversal of man-made positions in heaven. God thinks of man's needs, but those needs are not always what he has worked to attain. Now, Dad remembered a job that he'd had at a church that he pastored, and they let a contract out for a job for building repairs. And in the contract, the owner of the company had certain rights and capabilities because of the contract. So a week before Christmas, he closed the job down. He said, well, guys, that's it until a week after Christmas. Now, all the men left, and they didn't have a paycheck. And they grumbled about, well, what a nice Christmas present that was. And I know that that was hard for Dad to understand or to accept during that time. But the contractor was within his rights to do that. It might not have been the nicest thing or the moral thing or the Christian thing, but it was certainly within his rights. So in the parable within the hours, God, Jesus knew the men needed the money. Now their families needed the money. And that bit of generosity of paying each man the same, well, that really shows the love of our Lord. And that's important. The Lord gives out love and not out of what we earn, because even the best of us did not deserve the forgiveness that we receive from God for the forgiveness of our sins. Now, I think that that's a point that is so important that, let me say that again, even the best of us do not deserve the forgiveness that we receive from God for the forgiveness of our sins. God gives his love and his gifts through love. You remember the story of the prodigal son, the oldest son who stayed home, worked hard, kept the place going, and his father, I'm sure, appreciated him and probably never showed it very much. He just worked alongside of them, and they had their time. But then the prodigal son came home, and the father was so excited. He gave a party, and the eldest son was was upset because he had never been shown that type of respect, that type of love. The only way to explain it, then, is that God gives his wondrous gifts of love out of his bountiful love. Now, it was hard for Peter to understand, and it's hard for us. But it seems that all through the Gospels, that Jesus is really, really trying to get an idea into the hard head of Peter. And many of us are just as hard-headed. Much of the kingdom of God is contrary to the way that we live. And God says his eternal rewards are his to give, and he will give them out of his limitless love. He he would give a rotten sinner eternal life if he truly, truly confesses before Christ, even, even moments before death. He did so for the thief on the cross next to Jesus, and he'll give eternal life to the man or the woman who has served him faithfully all the days of their life. Remember always, God loves you and rejoices when you accept his love. Thank you for listening to this today. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this to help spread the word about this podcast and help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast and share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. 
It's a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. And it's written by me, G.W. Stark. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace.